All right, today I would like to speak about the promise for the adoption of two children named No Mercy and Not My People. Maybe you've heard the old idiom, desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, Israel, for them, times were horrible in the northern kingdom. They had abandoned God and pursued their own lustful desires. In a minute, we'll look at a strange passage out of the book of Hosea that addresses this. But if you've ever studied creative story writing, you've likely noticed that when a writer wants to make sure they get an important point across, they sometimes use radical metaphors or extreme examples to shock you into listening closely. In the book of Hosea, God he becomes a storyteller with human clay and proclaims an extreme allegory to Israel, not in the form of words only, but with the prophet Hosea's real life, his real flesh and blood. This story would appear so far out of the norm that um, it would seem almost impossible that even hard-hearted people like Israel would miss the real-life parable, which was really all about them. Well, God told Hosea to take a prostitute as his wife. What? A godly man and a prophet of the Lord? No, that must have really turned a lot of self-righteous heads in Israel. And so Hosea took uh, a prostitute as his wife, uh, just as God would do also in taking a broken, sinful people as his own bride. Uh, that was part of the prophecy, I believe. And so this prostitute, uh, uh, this wife of Hosea, her, her name was Gomer, she conceives and she has a baby girl. If you've ever picked out baby names, you know how important it is to choose the perfect name. And I personally think Mercy would be a nice, wonderful name for a little girl. But the name God chose for Hosea to call her was No Mercy. He chose that name because Israel had uh, given up on God. They, they, they had abandoned God. They didn't trust Him. They didn't love Him. They didn't, had, did not have a heart for God anymore. And God would no more have mercy on the house of Israel. Gomer conceived again. And this time she bore a son. And God said to name him, not my people. And so, like I said, this was an, an allegory. It was a picture of what Israel had become. The, the northern kingdom of Israel which was made up of ten tribes, was very sinful, and they had forsaken God. They'd been, they did that many times before. And I believe they also lived among Gentiles and worshipped their gods. They did not know the one true God. God said he would put an end to the house of Israel, so, and so they would be taken into captivity for the final time. Paul refers to this later in Romans eleven twenty. They were broken off because of their unbelief. 
and uh, and then Paul includes all nations with them. Um, they were right along with ethnic Israel in unbelief. He summarizes this in Romans eleven thirty two, a few verses later. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. All right. So back to Hosea then in chapter 2, God makes this promise, makes a promise um, that he, uh, concerning Hosea's two children that we talked about. And that is actually our promise for today's devotion. Hosea 2.2, and I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say to not my people, you are my people. And he shall say, you are my God. And so Paul references this, uh, this great promise as being both to Jews and Gentiles. He connects them both to this. In Romans, beginning with verse uh, chapter 9, verse 25. Actually, you see it throughout a, a good part of Romans. Uh, Romans 9, 25, as indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people, I will call my people, and her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. Um, and, and so Paul, as he talks about this, and he brings Hosea into the picture, um, he, he, he refers um, to, um, to those God has mercy on and those who he calls his people, again, in Romans 2.28. And uh, he refers to the true spiritual Israel. So let's look at that. For no one is a Jew, it is merely one outwardly, nor circumcision, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. And so that's the picture of those who receive mercy, and how they are the ones who become the true spiritual Israel and the true people of God. So that is the way that the people that are not God's people, and the people that are of no mercy receive mercy because they come by faith um, and not by works to God, all right? Uh, we're saved by grace through faith. Whether we're Jew or Gentile, uh, Israel's cut off so the Gentiles could be cut in but are grafted in but we all begin with unbelief. So that uh, we see this in the new covenant of, of Jesus Christ and how he is the only way because Israel could not keep the law. Uh, the prophets told them, you know, that how they should uh, look forward to the Messiah coming over and over again and, and to approach uh, even the sacrifices they made for sin um, through faith and not by works. But they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Uh, the prophet said, look toward the Messiah. The law said, you can't achieve righteousness on your own. And the sacrifices said, look to the Messiah, the one who would come 
and, uh, and lay down his life, the perfect sacrifice. So in the New Covenant, even the Old Testament, people were, were tethered to the New Covenant. That's where the power was for salvation. And it was not just for the ethnic Jews, but it was for all people from who, who are spiritual Jews, who would become spiritual Jews through Jesus Christ. Revelations 9 or 5, 9 says this. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Thank you, Father, for this promise of mercy for us who were not looking for you, who were not your people, who did not fall under your mercy, Father, but uh, went about to establish your own righteousness uh, through works and, and we kept our heart unrepentant. But you showed us your glory, Lord. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for showing us how you are good news and you're beautiful. Thank you for bringing us to you and uh, giving us an inheritance with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen.